1: This week on the show, our pop culture references, me and dad review the live-action One Piece show, and fortune cookies. It's October, 2023, and you're listening to Lunchbox Reaction. Welcome back, everyone. I'm this week's host, Evan, and joining me for now is Linnea. Hello. Hello. And Brian. Hello. So, after last week's episode where I was not mostly part of it, now we're kind of swapping, so I get to add to myself.
2: I already forgot what we talked about last week.
1: <laughs> <laughs> last week was the college fair.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. I I haven't listened to it yet. I should do that. You haven't listened to it?
2: Oh, I never listened to it. <laughs> I, cring- I cringe too much. You
3: cringe? Why? Because,
2: yeah, like, the- listening to my voice, I don't like it.
3: After all this time, you're not used to listening to
1: your own voice.
2: Yeah, because I only did it, like, the first week.
1: (sighs) Wow. Gee. That's (laughs) not quite something to admit. (laughs) Okay. Well, uh, should we start off with our pop culture references? Sure. Okay. Who wants to go first?
2: I'll go first. Something that's been making headlines recently, well, just today, actually, is that there's been a Bigfoot sighting in Colorado.
1: A bigfoot sighting.
2: <laughs> <laughs> there's a whole video. Yeah, there's multiple witnesses. It was some people on a train. They departed from Silverton and were going through the San Juan Mountains. And then there's just a big humanoid brown hairy creature walking through the the desert.
3: <laughs> like So So for those who couldn't see, Linnea was, was walking. Her, her arms were moving. I like that.
2: I can show you the video here.
3: Whoa, okay. We could link it to our website Here we go. if there's a video.
2: Just kind of a figure that walks for a few seconds and kind of squats down. Isn't almost... it just
3: someone wearing a Chewbacca outfit? <laughs> That's what it looks like to
1: me. If that looks like t- that to me, too.
2: You you said to based me on the environment, it's highly unlikely that someone in these was in these mountains attempting to hoax. So it was either staged or... It's actually Bigfoot.
3: Yeah, you'll have to send me that link, Linnea, and I'll I'll put it on our <laughs> website so people can, can look for it.
1: That's fun. I didn't quite know what my pop culture reference was, but now that you're talking about hoaxes and stuff, I'm going to go with this one. So the company Ring, the doorbell company, has offered a $1 million reward if you can show proof of extraterrestrial life from your Ring doorbell.
2: So me and Evans is kind of along the same line today. <laughs>
1: So if you can capture footage of aliens on your ring doorbell and have some people look over and be like, that's an alien, then you'll (laughs) you'll get a million dollars.
3: Are people going to aim them up to the sky now? I don't know. Do they have to be on your front doorstep?
2: Has this happened in the past before that we need this installment?
1: Who knows? I think they are, in case you don't want to look for aliens, though, I think they are offering... A little sub prize if you can put on the best, like alien costume.
2: Uh, what's your news, Dad?
1: Well,
3: my news doesn't have anything to do with with hoaxes or things. Oh dang! Uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, mine is a game that I discovered that sounded kind of interesting. It's called Cocoon.
2: I feel like I've definitely seen this artwork before. And
3: it's a it's a puzzle game, and I guess it's described as. It's multiple worlds, and each world exists within an orb, and you kind of jump between orbs, and mm. there's different, there's a different puzzle in each orb, and you, and you have to learn... I feel
2: like I've had several dreams along this line. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so you have to learn the mechanics of how to, to leap between worlds, and then solve puzzles in each world, and then when you solve a puzzle, you get to move on to the next world, and yeah, it's kind of... A,
2: Oh cool. I'd want to play that.
3: Yeah. It looks fun. It's available it's available right now. It's out on Steam, Xbox, Switch. We should get it. PS four, PS five. So
1: yeah. I would say we should review it, but it's a puzzle game and dad sucks at puzzles apparently. <laughs> if we take anything from stray. Yeah, well, I just couldn't get by that one point.
2: Well, it's not the puzzle he was struggling with, it was the running from the thing. Yeah, it's the
3: stupid twitch mechanic. I hate that. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Uh, oh, and look at that! Speaking of of Stray, this game Are the uh, same people. It's by Anna Perna Interactive, or at least they're involved with it. They're the okay, same people who <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, yeah, check it out, uh, CocoonGame dot com if you're interested. That's the the website. Can we please get it? There's a little trailer there. <laughs> you really want to get it? Yeah. We can we can look at it. Yeah. Then I suppose we could review it.
1: Yeah, Yeah. we don't review enough games
2: especially not video games not video
3: games yeah I think we've only ever done one video game haven't we
1: Mm -hmm.
2: we should do Mario Kart sometime
3: (laughs) (laughs) alright so there we go that's our pop culture news now I guess it's time for Evan and I to talk about this week's topic One Piece okay Alright, it's just you and me Yeah, Linnea left, what are we gonna do? Linnea left, well I guess we're just gonna do what we can do And let yeah.
1: talk about a show that you and I watched Live action One Piece Live action One Piece Cause the anime is too long
3: <laughs> Alright, so yeah, we're here to talk about Netflix's season one adaptation of One Piece It's an eight episode series, premiered on August 31st of 2023 on Netflix, as I said Yeah, so just to start, did you know anything about the show before you started watching it?
1: I knew a bit about it, yeah. Just from watching my YouTube shorts, there's a pretty big fan base for it. So I knew, like, the characters and stuff. Okay, I knew
3: absolutely nothing about this at all.
1: The thing is, I didn't know, like, anything about the story. And half of the characters, I realized, didn't show up this season. Half the characters didn't show up? Well, like from what i know about it there's like a whole bunch of crewmates that are in it but they all get introduced later so this is just like the original crew sure well i mean it is the first season yeah next season they are they're gonna have like some weird deer creature reindeer that turns into a human i guess let's see so i guess let's just talk
3: about the show in general so we have uh we have some, I don't know, what you call them, kids? What do you call them, teens? How you would know. you describe the cast?
1: I mean, Lu- Luffy's a kid. Luffy's a kid? I think they're all, like, d- different ages, kind of. Yeah. I was actually looking up the ages of the actors.
3: Yeah. And uh, the, the ac- actually, the youngest actor of the main crew is the actor playing Monkey D. Luffy. Oh, yeah. He's 20. Um, Kobe is 21. And then pretty much everyone else is, like, 26, 27, 30. I mean, I'm, I was actually surprised at the ages of a lot of the cast members of the show because it's really a lot a lot older than I thought they were. Yeah. So that that was kind of surprising to me in in a good way. I mean, normally I think about all these shows starring, you know, really young kids or kids trying to look like teenagers, but I don't know. Do, do you think they were trying to look young or do, do you think
1: they looked? I think they, they looked, as they're supposed to. Yeah. So this story is about a group of, uh, what do you, you want to say
3: friendly pirates?
1: <laughs> or I would say mainly one friendly pirate yeah, named, named L- Monkey D. Luffy or just Luffy mm-hmm. as he sets out on a great quest to form an amazing crew and become the king of the pirates. King of the pirates. That's what he wants to be. And to do it, he needs to find the, the One, one Piece, Piece, which is the title of the show. It's the ancient treasure made by the last king of the pirates, Gold Roger, and it kind of feels like a MacGuffin. Yeah. So if it's like you don't know, Holy any- grail.
3: yeah, well, but, but I mean, if you don't know anything about this series, the actual manga series, is that it's gone on for years and years and years, and I, I mean, I'm guessing they haven't found it yet.
1: <laughs> they they haven't in the manga. Yeah. So right now they're just still on fighting a bunch of people. Sure. So you can almost guess by that that they're probably not going to find it in this
3: season. I don't know. Spoilers? (laughs) Uh, I guess. So yeah, let's just go through the cast quick. We have Monkey D. Luffy, who is the main character. He's played by Inyaki Godoy, And he is, I don't know, I I guess in
1: all the reviews I've read, he's kind of the epitome of Monkey D. Luffy. Yeah, I guess all the... Cast was handpicked by the creator of both the manga and the anime. So I guess they they would all have to be pretty accurate if they were able to yeah, appease yeah. the god.
3: And this show just rests so much on his portrayal of Luffy. And uh what do you think? Do you think he did a good job? I really enjoyed the character. He's he's very fun. I mean he's fun, he's funny, he makes you really believe in in his cause. To be a, I mean, he wants to be the king of the pirates, but it, and it's brought up many times in the series. You don't really know what a pirate is, <laughs> yeah, because cause he's just he's just pure pure of heart and good, and he wants to help people, and he wants to help people achieve their dreams, not not his dream, but their dreams. So yeah, I think it's just a it's a fun character, and he plays it with such such brilliance. I think he he does a really good job. And at the same time there there are scenes where he does get angry and and you know he really emotes that that you can you can tell you know 90% of the time he's this happy-go-lucky you know kid who doesn't have a care in the world and just wants to be the king of the pirates and then you know when the going gets tough he he buckles down and yeah he gets the job done. So <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Next up, we have Emily Rudd as Nami. I I liked Nami's character. I didn't know anything about Nami beforehand, whereas like I knew a bit about all the other characters, like what they were. I just didn't know anything about Nami, and I I liked learning about the character mostly.
3: Of all the characters, I think she had the most growth. Do you think? Yeah, like, like an arc. I would say because Monkey was pretty much you know always happy, go lucky, and. The leader and just firming his crew. Yeah, the other characters we just kind of meet and we get a little of their backstory, but I feel like Nami actually started out one way and then there was a pivot and you're like, Oh my gosh, Nami. And then by the end you realize, oh, Nami. That's you know, that's why you did what you did and Yeah. So yeah, I think that was a good um story. I don't want to give away spoilers if you're gonna watch it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Which backstory was the best? Since oh, like every character had their own little backstory. Sure. Uh, uh
3: do should we go go through the last few oh, yeah, sure. characters first though? So we have Makenyu playing Roranoa Zoro. He is the uh the three sword swordsman, I guess. He he's a character who wants to be the best swordsman in the world. Good for him. And Makenyu, he he, he is so big he has a one name name. You know, he's like Cher or Madonna. Um <laughs> He's actually the son of a very famous Japanese actor named Sonny Chiba. Oh. So, yeah, and I thought he was great. I'll just say right now, I think he was one of my favorite characters in the show. Yeah. Uh, Next up, we have Taz Skyler as Sanji, who is the, uh, I want to say, the kung fu martial artist chef.
1: Yeah, (laughs) but only with his legs. Yeah. Yeah, apparently. I I guess I didn't
3: catch that watching the show, but I was reading that when I was getting ready he didn't, for this. He
1: never used his hands. He always had his hands in his pocket and was hmm. just doing cool, fighting with his legs. Legs, Yeah,
3: interesting. And then last up of the main crew, we have Jacob Gibson as Usopp. 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 Usopp, yeah. And he's sort of the... Marksman. The Marksman and the... the
1: yeah, I don't know. He's <laughs> just the Marksman. <laughs> all right. Kind so of now, a, like handyman of the ship,
3: handyman, I guess. Yeah. All right, now back to your question. Which uh, backstory did I find the most interesting? Yeah. I, I think, again, I'm going to have to go with Zoro's oh. backstory. I thought his backstory of why he wants to be the best swordsman to be pretty
1: interesting. You have know, the reason behind it. Yeah. What about you? I like Sanji's the best. Okay. Yeah, I I like the entire just story arc throughout the episode like the trauma that he went yeah. through. <laughs> it's not really a backstory it's more just trauma trauma yeah. yeah it's it's pretty big trauma it's really just one piece of his backstory yeah one oh, piece one piece drink uh-huh. <laughs> yeah i think they didn't actually dwell into the backstory too far into all of these characters they only wanted like a tiny bit of their lives Well, do you think we're gonna get more Well, from what I've heard, we're going to get more. Oh, okay. Except for Nami. I think that's, like, the extent of Nami.
3: Yeah, it kind of feels like we know everything that happened to Nami up until the point that we
1: saw. Like, we don't know much about Luffy's backstory yet. We don't? Well, like, we know his grandpa. We, like, know what happened to him when he was, like, six, but he's, like, 17 now. Mm.
3: Okay. Well, yeah,
1: I guess we'll see. And we also don't know about like Sanji what, what was his life like before he was just severely put with trauma?
3: Well, I feel like that
1: happened when he was about six too. I'd say that's more like eleven or twelve. was he?
3: I don't know hmm. okay, yeah, who knows How about some of the villains in this show we had We had a bunch of villains. The show starts with Alvida, the pirate lady who we only see for maybe 10 minutes and then we see her again at the end a little snippet i i mean i almost forgot about her until i was again researching what to talk yeah. about we have buggy the clown
1: what What do you think of buggy the clown it was fun i liked how the cgi worked on him and he i think he's like a recurring character oh okay probably yeah so that's gonna be fun Yep, And then we have the Black
3: Cat Pirates was another group they encountered. Oh, yeah. There's three of them.
1: Almost seemed like a a vampire sort of guy. That reminded me of, like, oh, wait, I forgot. That one Christmas movie where they're trying to break into the house and the kids stop. Oh, <laughs> a Home Alone? Yeah, Home Alone. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I could see that. Yeah, Home Alone.
3: We have a person who I wrote down as a villain, even though... I mean, I guess they seemed like a villain. It, it, his name was Mihawk. He's one of the seven warlords oh, yeah. of the sea. Apparently a great swordsperson who is supposedly, according to the vice admiral,
1: a good guy or in the employ of the good guys, but not really. He's just a pirate who got his bounty taken away because he's like, oh, I'll do some work for you guys. He made a deal. So it you can't really say who's good or who's bad in a
3: way because there's a lot of... Yeah. Like, like if you're not really, really good, then you're pretty much bad. That kind of, (laughs) that's what it feels like. And then the main bad person of the season was Arlong.
1: Oh, spooky fish guy. I like the whole fish person idea.
3: Yeah, in this world, there's a whole culture of fish people who, I don't know, for being fish people, they spend a lot of their time out of the water
1: yeah I, yeah I don't think they need to breathe underwater. <laughs> what happens if one of them eat a devil fruit? Are they just like not allowed to go in the water? mm I don't oh is that a
3: do all devil fruit have that? Thing? Yeah, oh, I didn't know that that's I just thought it's... that was particularly
1: no, that's why it's called a devil fruit. You have, you make that deal with a devil, oh, So I
3: thought I guess I kind of thought every fruit had its own. All right, so we should talk about that. What are we talking about here, the, the devil fruit? Talk about oh,
1: yeah, it. okay. So in this mystical world, one of the things that makes it so crazy besides fish people and pirates everywhere are these things called devil fruits, which are these weird-shaped fruits that give you just a superpower It can either be like turning your body into rubber or being able to split your body into multiple pieces or i guess a lot of a lot of others i think there's like some turning your body into like magma or light
3: now does it feel like a lot of these villains have eaten these fruits i mean arlong didn't arlong was just big and strong yeah i mean what what do you think of uh the vice admiral oh yeah because at one point luffy and the vice admiral are fighting and we've seen how powerful Luffy is at this point, and yet the Admiral holds his own and pretty much beats Luffy down like he's a little
1: kid. Who I did... actually know that. Oh, you know that? Oh, I okay. can't tell you that. Okay, though. don't tell me. It's like a spoiler. All right. It has. It's sim. It's has like the same reason as the reason that the red-haired guy could talk to the giant sea beast. Mm.
3: Okay. It just seems to me like a lot of these people have superpowers. Yeah. Alright, so that's explained in future seasons?
1: Yeah, it's, it's a different type of superpower. Okay,
3: alright, well that's, that's good to know, I guess. So the effects of this show, we had a lot of effects, especially with Buggy the Clown, but just kind of some sea monsters and, and things like that. What, what do you think? Did they, uh, did they work for you?
1: I thought they all worked pretty well. I didn't think anything was like specifically off. Costume-wise,
3: what did you think of the costumes?
1: Oh, I, I liked a lot of the costumes. I, I I just like Luffy's plain old design the best, that or the Vice Admiral. Yeah, I mean a lot of the costumes just felt like real clothes. Yeah, that people would wear.
3: I really liked Mihawk's outfit. Oh yeah. I mean, he his outfit just seemed very in very piratey, I guess if you could say. <laughs> I liked his mustache. Yeah. It's a cool mustache. His costume suited him, I thought. Okay, I just got to say it. So this is based on a manga. Yeah. People have strange colored hair, strange powers, and overall, it's just, there's things in it that are just silly. Mm-hmm. Did it work? Did it bother you? What do you think? I I think most of it worked well. Do you think they pulled it off? Yeah. There's there's always been this idea of the curse of adapting anime to live action, and, and people are saying that the show broke the curse. That So
1: you think that's true I would say there are some bits of CGI that m- weirded me out <laughs> I feel like some of our long stuff oh really yeah like what in particular I don't know when he flipped that house I feel like that just didn't really feel real oh
3: okay like he was just suddenly way too strong
1: yeah yeah for me it
3: was buggy the clown oh I just found you know, he ate the fruit that lets you split yourself into pieces. The and chop, I, chop fruit. Yeah, it just—I don't know. I mean, I mean, it—it it worked in that it was silly and—and and I could see how it would be on the page, and you know, and I think they did a good job. But I think if you're coming into this without any experience with how anime or manga works, I think people may look at this and go, "This is just too bizarre and silly." <laughs> I mean, you didn't really go like that. Well, yeah, that, but I'm saying I'm used to manga and anime. I guess. <laughs> so I guess it's kind of strange. Anyway. <laughs> what do you think about the music? I think it was fine. I mean, I think it, you know, it evoked the feeling of pirates. Um, I can't recall too much about it at the moment. What do you think?
1: I like that one opening tune that they used. But I think they use that in the anime, too. So,
3: did you notice that the
1: titles are different in every show? Yeah, oh, they represent the characters.
3: So, if you're watching it, pay attention because the the title sequence always changes.
1: Kind of like Only Murders. <laughs> Is that it? Well, no,
3: I had a few other things. So, uh, so the show relies on a lot of flashbacks.
1: What do you think of them? I mean, like I said earlier, I thought they are pretty good. I like Sanji's the best. Otherwise, some some of them did kind of bore me a bit. Like, I think Usopp's whole story wasn't that interesting. Yeah, I feel like of all the main characters,
3: Usopp is kind of the weakest so far. Yeah. Like, I don't, we don't really know much about him. I There's not really much to care about. I don't know, sp- spoiler territory, but, you know, the others are so good at, at, uh, you know, kung fu or sword fighting or, you know, having superpowers and... And he just has his little, what's his weapon? The uh, he has a slingshot. Slingshot, slingshot. Yeah, he just has a slingshot. You know, and and it just seems like, hmm, I, I mean, I guess, I guess it's shown that he's good at making or improvising some explosives or something. Yeah. But in the same time that he fights one person, you know, the others are fighting. 30, 40, 50. I, it just seems... There seems like to be this big imbalance. And maybe... You know, maybe that's good. Maybe that's how we get into his character because he's more like us and maybe he's more of a comic relief. I, I don't know. I just felt like his character got a little short shrift
1: in this season. Yeah. That makes sense.
3: Things that didn't make sense? Was there anything... Um... And I'm just saying this. like, Like, for me... There's this whole plot about, you know, they they need to get this map of the Grand Line. Oh And yeah. and the Grand Line is pretty much just the uh the equator. <laughs> and and I'm thinking why can't a world based on pirates where there's ships galore and islands everywhere why why do people need a map just
1: to get to the equator? I mean, I would think that wouldn't be that
3: Hard. I.
1: I mean, I guess the world government would make it a bit hard if if they don't want people to get there, which it doesn't seem like they do. I don't know, but it seems like you sail,
3: you're gonna get to the equator. I, what's gonna stop you? I don't know. Maybe I'm just overthinking it, but to me, trying to get a map of someplace that's pretty obvious just is kind of odd. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I guess.
3: I don't know. that's just me. <laughs> Makes sense. We haven't talked about the Marines at all either. So we we've, we've talked about the pirates how we've been following this pirate crew but there's a whole there's a whole uh you know the the people against the pirates are the Marines and we we do go we do follow one uh person Kobe who uh who Luffy befriended at the very first beginning of the show and and in his fun, friendly way, told him, you know, follow your dreams, and, and Kobe's dream was to be a Marine. So I think that's how we get to see both sides of the the story play out, which is yeah. you know, I think good for the good for the narrative because it gives us a way to get back to what the Vice Admiral was doing.
1: Kobe looks like so much more of a nerd in the anime. Oh, yeah. Like, when you look him up, he just looks so silly. <laughs> I, I enjoyed his character, though. Mm. I, I especially enjoyed the vice-admiral, Garp.
3: Yeah, I mean, I thought the actor playing Garp was, was great. Yeah. And again, older
1: actor. I think he was, he was in his 60s, I believe. Some people said he wasn't like the Garp in the anime. Oh, really? Okay. But I, I don't mind because I never watched it.
3: Yeah, I mean, he has he has
1: gravitas. He
3: has a weight to what he's saying. He, In a way, he seems world-weary, but then again, he still has this... Awesome power that apparently you know about that I don't. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So it's, I don't know. I guess we'll see. So I thought
1: he did a good job. Yeah. Of the eight episodes, did you have a favorite? I don't think so.
3: Yeah? All kind of equal?
1: Yeah. Oh, I I like the one, actually, I I like the one where where Zoro fights Mihawk the best. I don't know which one that is. I think all the episodes work together. I don't have a favorite
3: that stood out. I think... I, I mean, I do have a favorite flashback, and I think that's where we learn about Zoro's past. But yeah, other than that, I think... I mean, I think the series works as a whole. It it, it tells a story, uh, introduces the characters, and it perfectly sets up another season, and Netflix has greenlit it for a second season. So the writer's strike put it off for a while, so I think it's going to be probably a year before we get more, if not longer. But... Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would definitely watch the next season.
1: I, I would watch it with you.
3: All right. Well, there we go. That's probably about everything I Yeah. need to say.
1: I think so. Okay. Uh, rating? What do you think? I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. Oh, Some, okay. I think I enjoyed it a lot. It made me interested in One Piece in general. And there's not many things that I can think of that are bad about it. So, yeah, 9 out of 10.
3: I think I'm going to give it 8 out of 10. I enjoyed all the actors. I thought the casting was great. I still think parts of it are a little silly, but uh, if you're in for some silly pirate fun, then I maybe think, this yeah. is the show for you. <laughs> I think being silly
1: is like a, one of the One Piece sure. aspects. Yeah, probably probably
3: what it is, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'll go with that, so... Uh, One Piece on Netflix. Check it out if this sounds interesting to you. All right, now it's time
1: for Fortune Cookies. And we get Linnea back. Yay. Yay. All right, welcome back. Now Linnea has rejoined. Welcome back. Thank you. And we all have our fortunes ready now instead of having to open them all crinkly. So who wants to read theirs first? I'll read mine.
3: My fortune this week is knowledge and not doing are equal to not knowing at all.
2: A truly great person never puts away the simplicity of a child.
1: (laughs) Hey, that's me. (laughs) Wow. A man can fail many times, but he isn't a failure until he gives up.
2: You're trying to say me and Evan are simple?
1: (laughs) I don't know. But what I do know is that I should be thanking you for listening to this week's episode of Lunchbox Reaction. Uh, you can check out our website, lunchboxreaction.net. Send us a line. We'd love to hear from you. Lunchboxreaction at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, I'm Ben Evan.
2: Ben Linnea.
3: And I'm Brian.
1: Oh, you haven't been Brian? No, I still am Brian. <laughs> wow. And you cont- will continue to be when we see you all next week at, at the lunch, lunch table. table.
3: When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time.
0: Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.